Test, hey, testy, testies left and right, hello. Hello, and welcome to another episode of We Don't Wanna. This is the podcast where we really don't wanna. In every single episode, we'll be taking a very reluctant journey through a series that one of us loves and the other, well, that's where the reluctancy comes in. We are your hosts. I am Zach, and I am joined by our very good friend, Scott, who has just finished walking his blast-ended scroot. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. Uh, getting the getting the leash on those bastards is not easy. Um, it's kind of a pain in the ass once they get up to, like, you know, that three foot long range um it's it's you know you, you gotta watch out for the stinger you gotta watch out for the explosions it's it's a nasty business but they need their exercise they they definitely do how's your week been man i'm doing good uh how have you been doing buddy you just had a lot of fun making some jokes on our one piece episode <laughs> uh, so i know that went well you got them jizz oaks <laughs> oh boy it's carried over yeah yeah no i'm i'm doing good man i uh i know you and i have talked several times this week but i am i'm hyped man i have been uh playing through hollow knight i beat it Hell yeah. uh yesterday it's so fucking good man i've had a great week doing that Hell yeah. um and great i fucking am game. looking forward to talking more harry potter with you man always always a good time talking harry potter um yeah we are in goblet of fire uh we're you know we're we're getting into it here chapter 14 through chapter 18 right yeah chapter 14 through 18 is what we'll be going through today um yeah you know this book is has had a few ups and downs um i'm i feel like i'm more positive on it than down at this point um good i have some problems but we'll We'll get to those. They're not really sure. like. They're not really like I have problems with the story, where it's going, and things like that. It's more just other things, but we'll we'll get to that. But, sure, um, that's fair. But uh, yeah, where we last left off was uh, we got our introduction. Well, not our introduction, but really our first interaction. Taste, with. Yeah, interaction with uh, old Mad Eye Moody, um, where he turned Malfoy into a ferret, which is pretty good. Yeah, he and did. McGonagall <laughs> freaking out about it, and he's just like, "I'm teaching." What was, what was the voice I used for Moody? Was that basically it? It sounded like a. I think it sounded like a pirate. No. I, I mean, I'm, everything I'm te- I do. I'm teaching. I'm no. teaching. Teaching. I think it's more like an old prospector type. But yeah. anyway, we'll figure it out. So yeah, uh, chapter fourteen. They're they're real excited about going to their first defense against the dark arts lesson with him, basically, which is what we get into. Right. Here Gred, in chap- uh, Gred and Forge have talked about how how good uh, that class was. Yes, I'm glad you're bringing back the the Gred and Forge joke. Never forget. Um, never forget. Never forget that gem. Um, Gred and Forge, not at their best in these chapters. That was maybe my the thing I was down on the most is they're kind of. They're not really cracking wise. They're kind of just being dumb idiots through these chapters, and I, it wasn't Weird. as fun. But you know what? Nobody's perfect, so. Sure. Um, anyway, chapter 14, uh, it starts off here. They're talking about <laughs> how they think Snape hates Moody, 
Uh, they say it's common knowledge that Snape really wanted the dark arts job and he had now failed to get it for the fourth year running. I've brought this up before. Again, I call total bullshit on this. Uh, Dumbledore is constantly like, oh, fuck, we got to find another defense against the dark arts teacher. So unless Snape has some contractual obligation to teach potions, if he really wanted that job, I think he could have gotten it. But whatever. Hmm, we shall see. Yeah, we shall see. You keep being very coy about that. Very subtle, just like Rowling is in her writing. Um, I mean, obviously, if you haven't uh, figured it out yet. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been real turning my brain around about that one. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Uh, so they think Snape is scared of Moody. Um they say that somewhere in there is like Snape seems more scared of him. He seems like he doesn't like him, but he actually seems a little scared of him. They go to Moody's first class, and my boy immediately is just like, ah, put those bullshit books away. You won't need that shit. <laughs> uh, he also says he's heard from my boy Lupin. We get a Lupin mention here, I'm which I'm stoked on. Hell yeah. He's telling Lupin basically owled him and says, hey, hey here what they've learned. Here's where they're at. Uh, they're way behind on curses, apparently. They've learned these defense against magical creatures bullshit, but that they're way behind on curses. Um, and get into says, the good stuff from this class. Right. First class, we're just jumping straight into curses. You know, I'm not a curse expert. I think I've made that clear, but I'm about to be, I hope. Um, <laughs> he tells them, Moody tells the students he's only got one year to teach them this because he's not coming back. This is a f- special favor for Dumble. And he's going to go right back to retirement. Ron says something here, and uh, Moody gives a quick shout out to my boy Arthur. He's like, "You're Weasley's boy." Arthur got me out of a tight spot. He's a good dude, something like that. So, cool, Arthur. Any shout out to my boy Arthur is great. And so, yeah, Moody's getting into the curses here. He says, "According to the Ministry of Magic, I'm supposed to teach you counter curses and leave it at that." I'm not supposed to show you what illegal dark curses look like until you're in the sixth year. Uh, you're not supposed to be old enough to deal with it till then, but Dumbles got a higher opinion of your nerves, and he reckons you can cope, and I say the sooner you know what you're up against, the better. How are you supposed to defend yourself against something you've never seen? Um, he makes a good point here. A wizard who's about to put an illegal curse on you isn't going to tell you what he's about to do. This, this all checks out, makes sense. Yep, that that checks out. Exactly. Moody Moody seems to have, you know, a, a, square, a good head on his shoulders, despite all we've heard about him before. His logic is sound. So he's first telling him about the Imperious Curse, and he's he's like, yeah, you can, you know, it controls people, basically. You can make them dance around and do whatever you want, and some people laugh, and he's like, oh, you think this shit is funny, do you? He's like, "You, how would you like it if someone did it to you? Uh, he's like, years back, a lot of witches and wizards are being controlled by the Imperious Curse. And basically, like, I'm guessing this is when Voldy was in power. Yes. Um. So, yeah, they go through the Imperious Curse. He's got these spiders. He's, you know, testing out all these curses on these poor uh, spiders um, that he pulls out of this jar. Uh, the next one is the Cru- Cruciatus. Cruciatus? How do you say this? Cruciatus. Cruciatus, okay. Cruciatus curse, um, which is basically just a torturing spell, curse. Yeah, it's fucking dark. 
Which is real messed up. Yeah, Moody's like, you just you don't need thumb screws or knives to torture someone if you can perform the Cruciatus Curse. That one was very popular once, too. Uh, and then he gets to the final one, which is... Okay, these first two, uh, I'm down with the names. They're totally fine. But did we really have to do Abracadabra? Sorry, Avada Kadabra for the most badass curse. It's so lame. It's so lame. It, it is. Um, I, I'm going to look this up. It, it does actually have a Latin root like meaning. Mm. I just, I, I know, I understand. It sounds, I've always thought that too. Sounds yeah. dumb, sounds like Abracadabra. It sounds exactly like Abracadabra, which is like this is the most basic-ass bitch spell, but yet it's like the most powerful fucking bullshit ever, basically. So Avada Kedavra loosely translates to I destroy as I speak, which sounds fucking cool, but Mm. it's lame that it sounds like, you know, Abracadabra. I destroy as I speak also sounds kind of lame, if I'm being honest. No, definitely not. You're uh, stupid. And anyway, either way, uh, Moody's like the last and the worst of Atacadavra, the killing curse. Uh, here's where we see that familiar blinding green light. Um, and yeah. This is heavy stuff, man. This yeah. is dark Inst- that he's doing this in front of these kids. For sure. Uh, what are the kids? 14 years old now? Yeah. Is that how old they are? Um, yeah. Spider just dead immediately. There's like no mark on it. For sure dead. Uh, Moody's like, yeah, this is not nice. This is not pleasant. Uh, here he brings up something interesting. This seems messed up. This seems too OP. There's no counter curse. There's no blocking it. Only one known person has ever survived it, and he's sitting right in front of me. Obviously, he's talking about Harry. And here I was like, okay, fucking, there's no counter curse. There's no blocking it. Wouldn't like people just be dropping from this shit left and right? He kind of provides some reasoning behind that here, Moody. He says, Avada Kedavra is a curse that needs a powerful bit of magic behind it. You could all get your wands out now and point them at me and say the words, and I doubt I'd get so much as a nosebleed. So I guess he's saying this isn't something you can just spam willy-nilly. Does this, like, take... Obviously, he says it takes a powerful bit of magic behind it, but, like... When wizards are using these spells, is do they have like a mana bar? Is it like depleting their like energy or their will as they're using these powerful spells? No, um, but I, I what he is alluding to is not actually a, a sound logical answer to it being OP. But I will still explain. Okay. Um, so. There's not many people who are truly fucked up in their soul enough to to be intentionally trying to kill somebody. Okay. So you, th- there has to be legitimate, true reason and or meaning behind behind the curse uh, in order for it to actually work. Okay. Um, and and uh, to to be fair, the same goes for any of the three unforgivable curses. Uh, Avada Kedavra being being the heaviest one, so like. You could really be mad at somebody and be pissed off at somebody and point your wand at them and scream that at them and it still probably wouldn't kill them because the intent to to do harm and the intent to actually kill someone sure is is so vastly far apart so it's like a it's like a 
premeditated murder versus like a crime of passion type of thing like not necessarily in those terms but like you have to be fully aware and cognizant and willing you you have to in your mind be completely committed to the act of killing somebody okay it's so it's it's heavy shit sure so okay that brings up a follow-up question for me then we saw in this earlier chapter with them uh like in the forest at the uh the quidditch world cup like there were flashes of green light everywhere so people are firing off this shit Apparently. You know, you, you brought that up, and I and I went with it because I I honestly couldn't remember that 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 I guess green light was. I think I may may have even asked you like, oh, is mm-hmm. that what they said? Yeah. Uh, truly, I I in my head I always thought that green, like the only spell that produced green light was Avada Kedavra. I could be wrong, so I sure. I, I don't know the answer to that. From but, what I've read so far, that seems to be the implication that they've given. It all it always is like the, you see the green light when Harry has like memories of his parents, or right. like when uh, I think when what's his name, uh, Voldy kills our old Frank. Wasn't his name Frank, the caretaker yeah, dude? Frank. Uh, yeah. yeah. The in, the implication that I've gotten is that yeah, this is the green light is specific to that curse. So when it was like flashes of green light everywhere and like bombs going off everywhere, I'm like, okay, well, why, why are these people just like, are these Death Eaters that were at the Quidditch World Cup just like firing off Avada Kedavras in every direction? That just didn't seem to make any sense to me. Also, like, with that, and I'm really getting in the weeds here right to start, so I apologize, but... What do we know? Am I supposed to know what kind of a spell that Pettigrew used to like blow up the street and kill all those muggles? Like that wasn't Avada Kedavra, I'm guessing. He just no, set it, off some it had kind to have of been some spell. type of uh, yeah, there's like um, I think it's like Bombarda Maxima or something like that. There's also um, but these also these spells also kill, so what makes them and on a greater scale it seems like so what makes sure. Avada Kedavra worse that that's that that's a good that's a good question so you can use like Bombarda to blow a door open you know mm-hmm. uh the, the act of it is is just a, a force like a a force that explodes mm-hmm. uh it can be defended against it doesn't necessarily um although more than likely it would probably kill it can be cast without the intent of killing somebody. Uh, okay. Avada Kedavra is like, it is, there's you there's there's no way that that spell even grazes you and you're not dead. Okay. I mean, it is just an immediate, you are completely is, dead. Sure. Is 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 the, the basic premise behind it is that the big thing is like, it can't be blocked, it can't be countered. It's just once this is done and done with the right force and, you know, power behind it, it's just, you're done. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. That makes a little bit of sense. I still feel like this is Avada Kedavra is like a sniper bullet, whereas like they're shooting like entire bombs, and it's like, well, you can kill more people with a big bomb than you can with like a sniper bullet. Well, again, bullet. so I don't know that that the spells come up yet, but like there, there's a very simple defensive spell called Protego mm-hmm. that that literally just puts up kind of a shield, which okay. is as power is is as powerful as the user casting it. So 
you can still get hurt when somebody attacks you and you have mm-hmm. a Protego charm up, but it would greatly reduce that blow. However, if you put a Protego charm up as a shield and somebody casts Avada Kedavra at you, you are still going to die. I okay. mean, there's, there's no way around it. You saying Protego a bunch just makes me think of spaghetti sauce, and that will never, ever change. <laughs> Prego? <laughs> Hell yeah. I, I thought it sounded like a Stratego or Stratego, the... It just made me think of spaghetti sauce, and you made me hungry, so fuck you. Well. Uh, so, so, yeah, sorry we're getting really in the weeds here about these curses. I'll I'll move on. Um, so, Moody's like, now, if there's no counter curse, why am I showing it to you? Because you've got to know. I don't know what that is. Constant was. vigilance. Yes. Uh Yes, as, yeah, I have that here in my notes. You've got to appreciate what the worst is. You don't want to find yourself in a situation where you're facing it. Constant vigilance, he roars, and the whole class jumps. Um, they Apparently, these three curses, Avada Kedavra, Imperius, and Crucius, Crus- Crucia, I'm going to mispronounce that every time. Crucio is the actual, uh, like, how you cast it. The, it's okay. called the Cruciatus Curse, but I'm going to say, say Crucio. Crucio. Cruxio. The uh Ralph I forget Machio. his name. Ralph Machio. <laughs> uh fuck. What's do you know the Voldemort actor? Ralph something? Ralph Fines. Fines, yeah. Uh as Voldemort in the movies when he does the Crucio or Cruciatus curse, he goes <laughs> It's so funny, he goes, Crucio <laughs> <laughs> It's so fucking lame. Hell yeah. I love Ralph Fines. I feel like Okay, this is going to be me being a dick, and you're not going to like the sound of this, but I feel like he was wasted on Voldemort. Oh, I think he has a great performance as Voldemort. I mean, he may. I wouldn't remember it, but he's a fantastic actor. Uh, Grand Budapest Hotel, so funny. He's he's phenomenal. I um, Man, I can't picture him. Uh, he's great. Hmm. You've never seen Grand Budapest Hotel? No, I'm not. You've, you've, seen, you've seen, like, uh, Skyfall or James Bond. Dude, I haven't seen... No, I haven't. What? Yeah, Jesus. I've never. I don't think I've seen any of the James Bond movies since like, was it Goldfinger? <laughs> you were definitely not alive for no, Goldfinger. no, no, no. I know I wasn't alive, but like I've seen it, and I don't think I ever saw any of like the newer ones. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, I've never seen one. Wow, you are. This is new information to me. I am. And really... isn't that great? Because we were talking about uh, villains today yes. in our group chat. Uh, you have- we're talking about like Gary Oldman and um, who fucking else were we talking about? Uh, oh yeah, Hans Alan Rickman Gruber. is fucking Hans Gruber. Hell yeah, <sighs> he's so good. And you've seen anyway. like two movies ever. You're you're not allowed to take part in this conversation. Anyway, um, so the use. So yeah, these are known as the unforgivable curses. Any one of them on a fellow human being is enough to earn a life sentence in Azkaban. So using. Just any one of these three once will get you a life sentence in Azkaban. So this is obviously much worse than Harry blowing up his aunt, which is what he thought was going to get him a life sentence in Azkaban. (laughs) Yes, Um, I forgot about that. Because Harry's a fucking idiot. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So I think Moody scares the shit out of Neville at some point. I just have in my note here that he's, he's a nice guy to Neville. He's like, it's all right, Sonny. Why don't you come up to my office? We can have a cup of tea. And I'm like, oh, what a what a good dude. Neville sucks, but, you know, Moody scared the shit out of him, but he's trying to, like, calm him down and make it right. I 
I am grappling with bringing your attention to an exchange that he has in this class now that we're done with the lesson. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I don't know if I'm bringing your attention to. to well, you've already something. done it at this point, so. Okay. Well, I mean, it's not it's not a huge deal. So when he's asking the class for them to give him unforgivable curses, right? To listen. Oh, off, right. Is his, it something about Neville's grandmother? Uh, he knows Neville's grandmother. Yes. Um. So that that is cool, but specifically Neville is extremely reluctant and uncomfortable to have to give him the Cruciatus curse, like to, to say like, Oh, I, I know of this one. Right. Cause he keeps and, calling on people and Hermione raises her hand every time. And I think right. Ron and Neville give him the other ones. Right. Uh, and so Neville's the one that gives him the Cruciatus curse. That's, that's all I'm going to say. Uh, and he's extremely uncomfortable with seeing this this spider tortured. Has Neville had the Cruciatus Crucio curse? I can't say that Crucio curse performed on him, and is that why he's a skittish little uh, baby bitch no, boy? No, no, he's not. No. Okay. Well, but moving on then. <laughs> Thank you for that, by the way. You yeah, really I mean, it's just... it's just look, it's it's it it is a whether you care about Neville or not, it's a character moment. So whatever. Okay. Fine. Fair enough. Um. Oh yeah, so yeah, he he says Moody says like to Neville like, "Hey, I go- hear you're good." Professor Sprout tells me you're real good in with your herbology or whatever. And Harry's like, "That's ah, a very good way of cheering Neville up because he rarely hears that he was good at anything." <laughs> uh it was <laughs> the sort of dunk. thing Professor Lupin would have done, which uh again, another mention of Lupin, which is great. Um here we go. Here's my uh, contractually obligated mention of Crookshanks every time he's mentioned in the book. Um, <laughs> oh, right. I know what this is about. Ron and Harry are doing their, uh, what's the what's the fortune-telling class? Uh, divination. Divination. They're doing their divination homework, and they're supposed to like do an entire month of like <laughs> uh, predictions. Yes. And they're like, they don't want to do it for real, so they're like, let's just make them up. We'll just say all these terrible things happen to us. She'll eat that shit up. It's uh, so which good. <laughs> turns out they were exactly right on. She did eat that shit up. Um, so, yeah, basically they have themselves dying like every day of the week for an entire <laughs> month. And um, so, yeah, here's, here's a direct quote from the book. My boy Crookshanks. Crookshanks wanders over to them, leapt lightly into an empty chair, and stared inscrutably at Harry, rather as Hermione might look if she knew they weren't doing their homework properly. (laughs) So basically, Crookshanks is taking Hermione's place here and just staring at them as they're cheating on their homework, uh, which is really good. So here was my theory, which instantly got disproven, but I still love that I threw this theory out here. Um... Hermione, because I think we found out in the last thing, she was like going to the library to work on something and we didn't know what it was yet because they didn't have any homework or whatever. Right. And so my thought was Hermione is learning how to change into a cat in the library. She's becoming an animagus. But that's not But she's already turned into a cat, remember? That's true. That's a, that was my other my other point for proving it was like she's she's already had a taste of being a cat. She's, she's got a cat. She's already had a taste of that. Of that. Don't nope nope we're not doing that. <laughs> Fuck. 
God damn it. I'm sorry. <laughs> She's already had a taste of the pussy life. Um, <laughs> and she wants to do it again. <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. I just can't. Um, so that was my theory. I still like this theory. I think she should turn into a cat just like her idol, McGonagall. That's, that's my, that's my. She has a really good line where she's like, uh, she's like checking their homework. Uh Uh-huh. And she's like, well, okay, you seem to be drowning twice in a week. And Ron's like, oh shit, am I? Yeah. Uh, He's like, I better, I better change one of them. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I'll get like ram like trampled by a raging hippogriff or some yeah. shit like that yeah there's it's all just them dying i think harry's final one he says he's getting decapitated on like the last day of the month yeah um and spoiler alert Trelawney loves it um so she's not been working on being an animagus that we know of yet uh she's making these badges she's making spew real real bad name for your organization hermione gotta say uh yeah. stands for the Society for the Promotion of Elfish Welfare. She's she's on her cause, man, for these for these house elves. Um, Ron's like, I've never heard of this. She's like, Well, of course you haven't. I've only just started it now. Um she gets on her soapbox here and is really reading these two dipshits, the riot act. She's like, I've been researching this. It goes back their enslavement goes back centuries, and I can't believe no one's done anything about it. Um, Ron's being a total asshole. He's like, they like it. They totally like it. They like being enslaved. He literally says the words, they like being enslaved. It's so bad, dude. Yeah. It's, it's not, not, okay. not a good look for our boy, Ron. Not, I mean, listen, that has, has been the case for every book up until this point. That's fair. And somehow he's only getting worse. We'll get more into that later. <laughs> oh yeah, we will. Oh my God. Um, Harry gets his reply from Sirius. He had sent Sirius, you know, this thing saying, hey, my scar, my scar, my scar, my scar hurts. Um, Sirius is very serious about this. (laughs) Fuck. Uh, He says, Harry, I'm flying north immediately. This news about your scar is the latest in a series of strange rumors that have reached me here. If it hurts again, go straight to Dumble." Uh, they're saying he's got Mad Eye out of retirement, which means he's reading the signs, even with if no one else is. I'll be in touch soon. Keep your eyes open. Very ominous. Yes. So uh, obviously, Sirius thinks some sh- bad shit's about to go down, and he thinks Dumbles senses it too, which is why he's got Moody there. Um, I don't remember. What this is in reference to, my my next question I have in here in my notes is, what are the limitations to apparating? And I don't remember what that is in reference to. I know they can't, like there's some spells on Hogwarts grounds that can't apparate into Hogwarts. Yeah, so you but, can't apparate in or out of, of Hogwarts. Right. Um, Can you just apparate, like, like chain that shit? Can you just like... Just like I'm gonna just jump around, like teleport all over the place willy nilly. Like oh, also movie. okay. Is there is like is there like a range to it? Could he just like apparate close to Hogwarts? There, there is a range to it. Okay. Uh, which, if I am not mistaken, is kind of dictated by the wizard, which or wizard's power. Yeah, of course. Um, but I don't know that I fully subscribe to this. I. 
do think that this was on Pottermore, so I guess technically it's canon. Mm. Um, if I am butchering this, please somebody correct me, but if I am not mistaken, um, there is some like toll that apparating long distances can take on your body. Uh, like, I don't know if it's like specifically like that the chances of splinching go up or if it literally will like just deteriorate your body. You know, I, I love a good splinch. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I, again, I, I could be butchering that, but if, if I'm not mistaken, there is not only is there a limitation, but a lot of people don't want to try and push their apparitions too far, uh, for risk of harming themselves. Okay. Uh, I, I, I don't know the extent of it, but that to some extent is it. Okay. Cause yeah, I guess I was thinking here just like, could Sirius just like apparate right outside the door to Hogwarts and then walk in and be like, what's up, Harry? Um, or does he have to make the journey if he's far away some other way? Again, the, the distance thing is there. Uh, You're telling me it's magic. I'm not sure. That's fine. <laughs> I, I truly, I mean, I think to to have some humility here. I guess I don't know the the, the correct answer. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, because yeah, I mean, there there would be essentially there would be no point in him, you know, flying somewhere, aside from. Uh, doesn't he say he's taking? Uh, what's his name? I don't know. He might Buckbeak. <laughs> yeah, I. Could I don't be think wrong. he said specifically there, but I don't, may not have put it in my notes. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I was just curious, like, what what is the limits of this Nightcrawler power? here like how much what's that really terrible movie with hayden christensen oh uh jumper 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 they have the most op teleportation ever in that movie i fucking (laughs) love (laughs) i it's so bad but like it's cool it's it's so bad but i i love jumper it's so ridiculous it's great uh anyway so harry's harry's mad uh that he told sirius because now he's worried that sirius is going to get himself caught uh, he's like, oh, I'm an idiot. My scar didn't even really hurt, um, which it did. He's he's a tool. Uh, he's he's a real dick to Hedwig and the others, and then he goes to bed, and that's the end of this chapter. Um, we shall see later down the line. Hedwig does not take this lightly. Um, he continues to be a dick to her, and y- you really were right when Rowling decided to give when you said Hed- <laughs> she decided to give Hedwig like some real some real screen time, some real personality in this damn book. Yeah, um, Hedwig I, look, is I like don't, I don't hate it. I I no. actually really enjoy snarky ass little bitchy Hedwig. Yeah, I think it's bitchy funny. bitchy snarky owl Hedwig is pretty good. It's just like I feel like Hedwig is the new main character of this story at times. <laughs> um, chapter fifteen. Um, Harry sends a letter to Sirius saying, "Ha ha, J.K. I'm fine. Don't come, please, please don't come." Um, we shall see later. Sirius doesn't buy this even a little bit. Um, I mean, even the, the letter is so yeah, it's, it's so bad. Harry's f- fucking idiot <laughs> if he thought this was gonna goddamn work. Um, Moody is going to do the Imperius curse on them to see if they can resist it. Hermione's like, um, isn't that illegal? You said that was illegal to do it on people, and you could get a life sentence at Azkaban. 
And here he says again, no, nah, Dumble, Dumble wants it done. Dumble wants it done so you can be ready. He keeps throwing Dumble here. He keeps saying, no, nah, this is Dumble's orders. Dumble wants this done. I'm not sure if I fully buy this, uh, if Dumble is in on this. It doesn't see Dumble's, well, maybe it does seem Dumble's style because he loves putting teenagers in harm's way. Um, yes, he does. So maybe it is. I don't know. It's just the way he keeps saying that every time anyone tries to call him on something, it just seems a little off. So they're doing it in class. Harry does a decent job of fighting it off. Moody seems impressed with that. Um, <laughs> here's here's where we get the Trelawney payoff. Uh, Harry and Ron were deeply amused when Professor Trelawney told them that they had received top marks for their homework in their next divination class. Uh, she read out a large portion of their predictions, commending them for their unflinching acceptance of the horrors in store for them. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's so ridiculous. Uh, but then, bub, 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 the other shoe drops here. They were less amused when she asked them to do the same thing for the month after next. Both of them are running out of ideas for catastrophes. Uh, so they were right. She definitely did eat that shit up. Um, this is a good little one-off here that I just had to to write down uh professor snape was forcing them to research antidotes in potions they took this one seriously as he had hinted that he might be poisoning one of them before christmas (laughs) (laughs) this is the best test ever where he's like yeah do good job on your antidote because i'm definitely gonna poison one of you before christmas (laughs) (laughs) which is real good uh i'm a big fan of that uh, so this is all just school shit. I'm going to run through this here rapid fire. Uh, Malfoy is being a dick in Hagrid's class, and Hagrid's like, he threatens to take a page out of Moody's book and turn him into a ferret. Uh, good on you, Hagrid. And this made me have a thought that I that I never acknowledged at all in the last book. Is he fully allowed to do magic now, now that his like name is cleared? Is he just good to go? I believe... The answer is yes. They're actually, yeah. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure he's good. Yeah. Is he still using his pink umbrella as his wand, or does he like got a proper wand now? I'm assuming that he's still using that wand because that is his original wand. Like it would probably work the best. Sure. There is no mention of that though. I guess I. I guess I don't know. They they've never explicitly stated it. But, you know, his name was cleared. Uh, that's the reason he was expelled and not allowed to do magic was because of the whole, um, you know, uh, Chamber of Secrets nonsense. But his name was fully clear to that. And they don't mention him, like, doing magic or anything like that, just him being a teacher in the last book. And then he says here, like, yeah, I'm going to turn you into Ferret, Malfoy, you dick. And I was like, wait a minute. And it just dawned on me. I was like, is he able to do just magic now? I really hope he's still using the pink umbrella because that's baller move for Hagrid. Yeah. I should just, uh, whenever there's a question I can't answer, I should just start calling Allie on speakerphone and letting her hop in on the on the pod. Um, if if we were going to do that, uh, we would be calling Allie literally every time because you can't answer any questions. Why are you here again? <laughs> I don't I'm just, know. I'm just kidding. That was so Because we're friends, I, you, I think. <laughs> I love you. That was so mean. Uncalled you hear that, guys? Scott loves me. I know. That's true. So, so I can't remember who they're talking to here, but uh, they're talking about uh, my boy Cedric Diggory. 
uh, he, he Harry says he must be entering the tournament, and Ron's yeah, like, th- "There's a." They finally post information about the Triwizard Tournament. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, Ron's like that idiot Hogwarts champion. Um, which Harry immediately is like, he's not an idiot, Ron. You just don't like him because he beat Gryffindor at Quidditch. And Ron's, of course, being a fucking idiot about it. Um, Hermione obviously has got the hots for old Sed. Um, she's like, I've heard he's a really good student and he's a prefect. Um, and (laughs) Ron fires back with, you only like him because he's handsome. And, um... Hermione says, "Oh, this is why I have this. This is very important. Very, very important." Yeah, I was wondering if you yeah. were gonna take an out of this. Uh, she's like, "Excuse me, I don't like people just because they're handsome," said Hermione indignantly. Ron gave a loud false cough, which sounded oddly like Lockhart, which is maybe the funniest thing Ron has ever done. Also, <laughs> any mention of my boy Lockhart is, of course, is of course gonna gonna get an A plus from me. And a mention, um, I miss Lockhart every single day that I read these books. <laughs> <laughs> um, my next note just says Filch was mentioned here. I don't think he was in the last book at all. You can fact check me on that, but I don't remember Filch's name being mentioned once in the Prisoner of Azkaban. Um, maybe I'm wrong, but I was just like, I was like, oh, Filch exists. Wow. Huh. Um, oh, God. This... This got me all hot and bothered again, Zach. I'm I've harped on this before. Um, but we'll just go through this again. Um, first of all, they're, they're talking about the way the Great Hall is decorated for these uh for these arrivals, these foreign dignitaries, if you will. Um, first of all, can we just talk about how she straight up ripped off the Lannisters for Gryffindor? Red with a gold lion for Gryffindor? I mean... Yeah, we, we've talked about that before. I know we have, but that's that still doesn't make this okay. It's just straight up the Lannister uh, fucking banner. Um, blue with an eagle for Ravenclaw. Black badger for Hufflepuff. And green with a silver serpent for Slytherin. The only one that makes any sense, which is maybe why I like them. <laughs> um, and Look, to, we have to give a little bit of credit to the Gryffindor no. crest. No. Listen to me. No. Godric Gryffindor is always described as being a very noble like person. Is... Is the golden lion on a red field not on, on a scarlet field not an iconic like noble house? Uh, it is because it's just the Lannisters. Okay, but the Lannisters are definitely not the only fictional house, yes, or non-fictional first, house that has first time a, a lion has ever li- been used as a coat of arms. You're so <laughs> absurd sometimes. First you, time in history, you really are. And that's fine, but again, I just want to come back to the fact Griffin is in your name, and I'm we haven't seen any yet, but I have a hard time believing that if hippogriffs exist and all this other bullshit exists, griffins don't exist. Griffins are badass. They, they are, you're right. Just have it be a griffin! And an eagle it, it for Ravenclaw! It just seems too easy. 
Also, again, the badger for Hufflepuff, like just a badger is the most unpufflepuff. I almost said Pufflepuff. The un. I can't even say this, what I'm trying to say. It just doesn't fit Hufflepuff. Badgers are mean and grouchy and pissed off all the time. That's not Hufflepuffs at all. Anyway. Um,. I think this is the first time she's mentioned the Hogwarts coat of arms, which is uh, like all of them, the lion, eagle, badger, and snake, uh, united around a large letter H. Uh, very, uh, you know, very cool that it's just all of them, um, you know, having a good time, having a party together. <laughs> Those animals love each other. <laughs> so, Fred and George are being real weird here. Um, they're like talking amongst themselves and... They come up, uh, the 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 idiots come up, and and by the idiots I mean Ron and Harry mostly. Um, there's the, Ron asks him like, "What's a bummer?" And George's like, "Having a nosy git like you for a brother." Um, <laughs> and so they're just asking uh, friend George like simple questions, and uh, they're just kind of friend George is just kind of being dicks. They they, they there seems like they're s- scheming something, but they really don't want to talk about it. Um, there is a funny line here about, uh, I think Fred here says, I asked McGonagall how the champions are chosen, but she wasn't, no, this is George, I guess. I asked McGonagall how the champions are chosen, but she wasn't telling. She just told me to shut up and get on with transfiguring my raccoon, which is just a funny sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Just shut up and get back to transfiguring my, your raccoon. Uh, yeah, I just thought that was weird that like Fred and George are like, never like just like assholes yeah Yeah, and it's just like it just seemed odd for them but anyway so they're talking about the tournament here and harry asks who are the judges and hermione's like well the heads of the participating schools are always on the panel and everyone's like what the hell are you talking about how do you know this and she's like because all three of them were injured during the tournament of 1792 when a cockatrice the champions were supposed to be catching went on the rampage uh, a cockatrice also would have been a better choice than a lion for Gryffindor because cockatrices are also cool. That's I just... don't even know what a cockatrice is. Um, I'm pretty sure they're like a combination of a cock. Um, <laughs> get your mind out of the gutter, not the cock you're thinking of. Um, and like a scorpion and something else. A cock as in like a rooster? Yes, as in a rooster. A rooster and a scorpion? This sounds terrible. It's pretty... It's Okay, well now we just need to look up what a cockatrice is. Cockatrice. Huh? Cockatrice. And cockatrice. Cockatrice, a mythical beast, essentially a two-legged dragon or serpent-like creature with a rooster's head. I was so close. Yeah, this is not what you said at all. It's basically exactly what... So it's a rooster and a dragon. That's baller. Can you show me a picture of one? You ha- do you not own a phone? No. When we do our podcast, Scott, I am solely uh, uh, looking at you. You yes. have my full. I know this is so and undivided f- attention. Furthest thing from the truth. Um, are you trying real hard to find a cool one because they're not actually yes. cool looking? No, they are cool looking. No, okay, yes, then I just was. pick one. That's so absurd. That's cool. No, it's not. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. A griffin is cooler than that, for sure. Well, yes, and yes, my point was just that 
it should be it should, it should be a griffin is my point not a yeah, freaking well it's lion. not fucking get over it let's keep on going i will never be over this um anyway so hermione knows all about the tournament and all this because she reads um and she's just again dunking on these idiots with her knowledge that was the entire point of that i guess um uh, Hermione has been trying to get Fred and George to join Spew. That's still a bad name. Um, and George is telling her, like, hey, have you ever been down to the kitchens, Hermione? And she's like, no, of course I haven't. Students aren't allowed in there. And George is like, well, we have, of course, loads of times to nick food. And we've met them. They're happy. They think they've got the best job in the world. And Hermione's like, that's because they're uneducated and brainwashed. So Hermione's still flying the the spew flag here real hard when everyone else tells her, no, they love it. They totally love it. Um, yeah, not not a good look for friend George either. Not a good look for most wizards at all. <laughs> most characters, yes. Hagrid also uh, not looking good here later. We'll get to that. Um, it's just ignorance. Yeah, Harry gets his reply from Sirius here. <laughs> He's just like, nice try, Harry. <laughs> you dipshit. I'm back in the country and well hidden. I want you to keep me posted on everything that's going on at Hogwarts. Don't use Hedwig. Keep changing owls and don't worry about me. Uh, watch out for yourself. Don't forget what I said about your scar. He told him, I think, go to Dumble immediately if it starts hurting again. Right. Um. So they're outside waiting for the other schools to show up. And... uh. So, just an FYI, ahead of time here, I got real tired of typing out Dermstrang and Bobotons in my notes every time. So, henceforth... Bow and, and Derm? Yeah, they're going to be Derm and Bow. Dermy and Bow sometimes, maybe. Um, but anyway, Bow shows up uh, in a huge flying horse-drawn carriage. It's pretty cool. These, are, these horses are apparently like the size of elephants. Um, and an enormous woman comes out. She's, like, huge, like, as big as Hagrid. And immediately I'm like, oh, hell yeah, love interest for Hagrid, <laughs> which I was right about, of course. I think she's she's bigger than Hagrid, no? Um, she might be taller. They might say she's taller, but sure. definitely not as wide as Hagrid. Gotcha. Um, apparently her name is Madame Maxine. She calls, mm-hmm. ha- she calls Dumble Dumbledore, which I get a kick out of. <laughs> Um, she's French, I think. I think these are French accents that, uh, what's her name is doing. Yeah. Um. (laughs) This, this was the best joke I had in my notes. Um, Zach, I didn't realize you, you were in these books as one of these horses. I'm sorry, what? They, they say these horses very specifically only drink single malt whiskeys. Oh, I didn't realize yeah, that you you were in these books as one of these horses. Yep, hell yeah. Does so Dumbledore is basically saying like like hey, H- Hagrid can take care of these horses and she's like, "I don't know, man, like yeah. your groundskeeper better know his shit." And Dumbledore's like, "Dude, my boy Hagrid's got him." And she's yeah. like, "Okay, they only drink single malt whiskey." Yes. <laughs> exactly. She's <laughs> like, "These horses are like huge. Are you sure your care of magical creatures person can handle them?" Dumbledore's like, "Oh yeah, it, they'll handle it." They'll handle it. He'll handle the single malt whiskeys. Um, Zach is obsessed with just all alcohols, so I just thought that was... That is not um, true, even a little bit. Sorry, it's only bourbon and uh, IPAs. My mistake. 
Hey, man. I don't only drink IPAs. <laughs> I don't believe you. Uh, what IPAs do you have on tap? Um, <laughs> so you see we... last week's episode of Game of Thrones? <laughs> 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 oh, anyone out there should really watch Atlanta. It's amazing. Um, so then we get Dermies. Uh, they they come out of the lake in a like a ghost ship apparently. Um, it says it had a strangely skeletal look about it, as though it were a resurrected wreck. wreck. Um. So yeah, they they come out. Um. And surprise, surprise, da 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 da. It's Crumb. Uh, we meet Prof Kark first of all. Not gonna say his full name. Um, Prof Karkle is the head of them. Professor Karkaroff? What's wrong with his name? Nothing's wrong with it. I'm just not going to say the full thing. Also, <laughs> Kark reminds me of okay. uh, PUBG, the Kark. Okay, um, fine. So, yeah. Prof Kark, and surprise, it's Victor Crumb. Shocking that he's still in these books after the big deal they made about him in the first couple chapters. Yeah. Uh, I'm so surprised. <laughs> I mean, were were you expecting him back, or are you just like, oh, okay, yes. that's convenient and easy? No, I was like, they're they're talking about this dipshit and building him up way too much for him not to be in this book more. Okay. Um, and that's the end of chapter fifteen. Chapter sixteen. Ron is freaking out about Crumb, of course. Uh he wants to get banged by Crumb for sure. Oh there, yeah. There is no doubt about that. Oh yeah. Um. The the Bobatons people sit at the Ravenclaw table and Derm the Dermies sit at the Slytherin table. I don't know if that is gonna be relevant later, but that's where they sit. Remember Dermstring uh is a school that is said to just teach the dark arts. Right. So, so they're, they're, they're just naturally a little bit just, more Yeah, at home with the Slytherins. Yeah. So Dumble says something, and this chick laughs at something Dumble says in his speech, but I don't have it written down what it was. Um, who who laughs? The 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 Fleur chick. Um, Fleur. Yeah, Fleur. I don't know how you say it. Delacour. Uh, for for Elise over here. Um, so they're describing her here. Uh, long sheet of silvery blonde hair fell almost to her waist. She had large, deep blue eyes and very white, even teeth. Uh, Ron has all kinds of love interests in this chapter. Crumb, this girl, um, he says she's a Vila, and uh, Hermione's like, I don't see anyone else gaping at her like an idiot like you, Ron. Um, oh, we- I, I just found what you're talking about. Okay. Uh, Dumbledore says, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, ghosts, and most particularly guests, said Dumbledore, beaming around the foreign students. I have great pleasure in welcoming you all to Hogwarts. I hope and trust that you will, that your stay here will be both comfortable and enjoyable. One of the Bobaton's girls, still clutching a muffler around her head, uh, gave what was an unmistakably, uh, derisive laugh. Mm-hmm. So she's Harry, basically or, saying, I'm not going to be comfortable here. It sucks here. Right. And Hermione basically is like, well, nobody's making you stay. Right. Right. And so like the Bobatons are just like stuck up, like high yeah. class. They seem pretty like stuck up. Prissy. Like, we're, we're prissy French people. We're better than you type of thing. 
Anyway, Ron's Ron's like fully infatuated with this girl. He's like, I'm telling you, that's not a normal girl. They don't make them like that at Hogwarts. <laughs> fucking dick, dude. He's such a dick. Uh, and immediately Harry, who we know has got it bad for his Asian gal, says, they make them okay at Hogwarts, and just, just turns and looks at Cho. And it's just like so funny. I'm just like, Harry, you are so smooth, my guy. So here we find out that the Bagman and old Crouchy have uh been working on this Triwizard tournament. I think we already knew that, but uh he here Dumbledore tells them they will be joining myself, Professor Kark, and Madame Maxine on the panel that will judge the champion's efforts. And again, I would just like to reiterate, I don't trust the Bagman and Crouch. I don't like them. Okay. I don't trust them. That's my prediction. Okay. Um, we find out there will be three tasks spaced throughout the school year. They will test the champions in many different ways. Magical prowess, their daring, their powers of deduction, and, of course, their ability to cope with danger. Uh, we also find out that anyone that wishes to enter uh, must write their name and school clearly on a slip of parchment and drop it into the Goblet of Fire, which they unveil here, I think. Um Aspiring champions have 24 hours to put in their names, uh, and they're going to pull the names out of the goblet, basically. The goblet will choose who is the most worthy to represent their schools. So the the goblet is the impartial judge. Right, right. But yeah, freely accessible goblet to all those wishing to compete to ensure that no underage student yields to temptation. I'll be drawing an age line around the goblet once it has been placed there. Nobody under the age of 17 will be able to cross this line. Um, he also makes a big deal about the placing of your name in the goblet constitutes a binding magical contract. There can be no change of heart once you have become a champion. Please be very sure that you are wholeheartedly prepared to play before you drop your name into the goblet. Um, so yeah, to the gabagooch. To the gabagooch. So that yeah, <laughs> Dumbles basically. I don't know what that was. <laughs> Uh, Dumples, yeah, basically just explaining the whole tournament here, how these champions are going to be chosen, and all that good bananas. Um, Here we see old Karkle is uh, really coddling his boy Crumb and really hates some of the other ones. Um, There's a really funny gag here where he's like asking Crumb, he's like, did you eat enough Crumb? Should I get more wine from the kitchens? Um... And some other dipshit Durmstrang boys like, Professor, I would like some vine. <laughs> and he's like, I wasn't offering it to you, Polyakov. <laughs> <laughs> I notice you have dribbled food all down the front of your robes again, you piece of shit. Dude. <laughs> so fucked up. It's, it's so just funny. real fucked up and funny because he's just like constantly like, Crumb, are you okay, dude? Crumb, my guy. Hey, Crumb, can I get you anything, buddy? And then the second one of his other guys is like, I would like some vine. He's like, fuck off, Bali Ikoff. Also, <laughs> nobody fucking asked you. Yeah, nobody asked you, you dipshit. You spilled all over yourself again, you dunce. Uh, yeah, Kark seems like a real asshole, but maybe kind of my sort of asshole. Um, we shall see. <laughs> You're <laughs> sort of asshole. Um, so they're leaving the, the thing and, uh, old Karkle notices Harry's scar and, uh, here's where we get enter Moody again and he goes, yeah, that's Harry Potter. 
I can't remember my moody voice at all. That wasn't it. I mean, it wasn't bad. Teaching. Yeah, that's Harry Potter. All right, we'll go with that. <laughs> yeah, that's Harry Potter, said a growling voice from behind them. Uh, Moody's standing there. He's just like uh, just staring him down. Karka obviously knows who he is. Uh, he's like, you, me, said Moody, which is pretty good. So obviously these two have some kind of history, which we get. I think a little bit more insight into later, but not fully knowing what's going on between these two. My guess is Karki may have supported Voldy uh, is my guess. And the Moody's probably still not happy about that or something along those lines. Anyway. Sure. So all the Dermies put their names into the goblet. Um, the next morning, uh, friend George come down. They've drunk their aging potion and are trying to, put their names in. They think they've got this all figured out. Um, Of course, it does not work. They get, like, blasted out of there. They've got, like, long beards. Um, (laughs) Right. Dumble's like, I did warn you, bro. He he comes out of nowhere, and he's just, like, smiling and laughing about it. He's like, I warned you not to do it. Uh, Go up to Miss Pomfrey. She is already tending to Miss Fawcett of Ravenclaw. And Mr. Summers of Hufflepuff, both of whom decided to age themselves up a little too. Though I must say, neither of their beards is anything like as fine as yours. So, Dude, Dumbledore. I, I just love that Dumbledore is just like, I mean, not di- he's not disciplinary. He's just like getting a good kick out of it. Like, yeah. you, you fucking idiots. I told you guys. Like, this he's, is hilarious. He's having a good chuckle about it. He's he's obviously, as we've said before, he's very proud of himself and how clever <laughs> he is. He's yeah, like, but it's so enjoyable, though, man. I, yeah, I love he's, it. I, I'm, I'm into this. I'm into troll Dumble really, really it, a lot, too. Like, aside from him being, like, a little arrogant uh, mm-hmm. about this kind of stuff, like, there is a part of me, this... This also may be because I I genuinely love Dumbledore and like his how no way, sometimes really? he <laughs> yeah and how sometimes he kind of like maybe not quite so much yet but you get a little bit of like a like a fatherly like elder like hey I'm looking out for you type of mm-hmm. vibe from him sometimes when stuff like this happens he's just like I gotta let them like right. to try you know like I gotta let them like figure it out on their own. It, yeah, I and like it seems almost intentional. Not so much like, "Ha, I'm smug because I'm a badass," but like, "Hey, you had to give it a shot." And like, this is funny, you know. But there definitely is at least a little bit of, "Ha ha, I'm smug because oh, I'm a badass." Definitely, 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 definitely. So we find out this uh, Angelina chick, uh, who I believe is on their Quidditch team, who's over seventeen. Uh, she's from Gryffindor. She puts her name in. Um, and all the Gryffindors are like, "Yeah, go, Angelina." Um, all the Bow Bonds people. Uh, put theirs in as well uh they go down to visit Hagrid he's looking real spiffy uh and yes and of course he's got it bad for Madame Maxine um and oh here's where we get Hagrid um Hermione of course working on him to join Spew and he's, he's just sitting there knitting as Hagrid does which I love um but he's like, it's in their nature to look after humans. That's what they like. You'd be making them unhappy to take their work away and insulting them if you tried to pay them. And Hermione's like, but Harry set Dobby free and he was over the moon about it. And he's asking for wages and all this. And Hagrid's only response is, well, yeah, you get weirdos in every breed. 
And it's uh, so bad. Yeah, no one is backing up Hermione. Uh, they make a deal about that. Is like no one wants to join her her spew. Maybe she needs a new name. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> is it is it now that we hear of the Elvish like Liberation Front or something like that or? Like, doesn't somebody say, like, that would have been a better name? Did I just, had you not Oh, that was that way, I think that was somewhere along the line, yeah. Um, okay. I'd, That's I a way better name. That. Yeah, yeah. Spew is not not the best, but I kind of love how bad it is. Um, so here we get the Goblet of Fire choosing. Um, Crumb gets chosen for Durmstrang, of course. Fleur gets chosen for Bo and Cedric for Hogwarts, shock. I'm totally shocked about all of these choices. Never saw any of this coming. And also shock, a fourth piece of paper comes out, and it's Harry. Um, who could have ever predicted that Harry would be Hold in this on. tournament? Hold on. No, you knew... Okay, so, yes, correct. You knew that Harry would be in this tournament. Mm-hmm. But you thought that, like, Harry was the Hogwarts champion. Um, No, not necessarily. I'm pretty sure you said that. I mean, I knew he would be. I also know because I said for they. I said specifically, I was like, they say there's only going to be one champion per school, but I'm pretty sure Hermione, Ron, Fred, George, basically anyone that wants to be in this thing will be in it. So I wasn't convinced at all that there was only going to be one. Well, right, but that that was you making a joke about how fucking ridiculous it is. That wasn't you actually saying, "Oh, I bet there's going to be more than one champion per school." That can't be true. I would never joke about Harry Potter. <laughs> Damn you. Uh, I anyway, knew yeah. something was going on with Cedric. They mentioned him way too many times for him to just be a bystander in this story. That's fair. That's very true. Um, the same with Crumb and this, the only person who gets any screen, quote unquote, screen time, book time is this Fleur chick. So obviously from Bobatons anyway, I mean, I mean, you act like it's bad. Like, do you really want fluff on all these other fucking students? No, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying like, this is the least surprising development in the history of the universe. It's not bad. It's fine. It's just like, I feel like the book wants me to be like blown away by these choices, and I'm just like, well, of course Harry gets chosen. Of course he does. I mean, you, I think what you're supposed to be blown away by is is how. Like, how, how is there two Hogwarts champions? Right, and I mean, it gets more into that in this chapter. Sure. Um, but at the moment, I'm just like, yeah, of course, of course, Harry's in this tournament. What is the, what are these books about? They're about Harry. Harry, on the other hand, <laughs> you're chap- such as- a fucking bitch. Dude. <laughs> I hate you. You have such a smug-ass attitude about this. I don't know what you're talking about. That couldn't be me. Of course, Harry. Of course. Well, I mean, look, you're not wrong, but, like, it is what it is. Like, yes, yes the books and are you're about right. Harry. You're but right. again, It's not this surprising. Is, no, you're right. You're absolutely right, and it totally is what it is, but this is just me coming back to what I've told you before is I don't care about Harry. I don't like Harry, and that holds my enjoyment of these books back quite a bit because spoiler alert they're about fucking harry i mean look this is about this is about as equal as like as if i still constantly berated the fucking terrible animation style of one piece it's like yeah i get it yes we we have established that sorry buddy the books are about harry okay fair enough (laughs) i i will try to refrain from saying harry sucks so much but he does well no 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 (laughs) Look, he sucks, and you can say that about character things because Harry's an idiot. 
but it's like, yeah, okay, the books are about Harry. Let's not act like this is so disappointing that Harry is involved no. in and the again, story. <laughs> it's not disappointing. Like I said, I think I feel like ending the the chapter with that stinger of like a fourth name came out and it was Harry. And it was like the book wants me to be surprised about that. And I'm just not. That's all I was saying. That's okay, all fair. I'm saying. All right. Um, but I'm sure again, if you were a kid reading this, that might surprise you. And I know you love to say how much people will love hearing me say these are kids books um so anyway harry is in legit shock as we start chapter 17 uh he's like i didn't put my name in what the fuck is going on um mcgonagall um is whispers something to dumbledore here i I don't know what this is about but i made a note of it because i thought it was interesting mcgonagall whispers something urgently to professor dumbledore um who frowns when he hears whatever she had to say. Um, I don't know what this is about, but I made a note of it because it seemed important. So Harry goes up. They all go through the door into the other chamber, like the the champions are supposed to be. Um, And Dumble, as he goes up to the head table, um, all Dumble says is, well, through the door, Harry, he wasn't smiling, which is like the first time I can ever remember Dumble, them specifically calling out that Dumble wasn't smiling. Um, because as we've just said, he loves to be a smug son of a bitch who is like always in control and knows what's going to happen and kind of is just, you know, 4D chessing his way behind the scenes. Um, this seems like he was genuinely surprised by this development, which is a new look for Dumble. Um, yes, yes, it is. So, yeah, I thought that was interesting because, like I said, he's always like, yeah no of course i know who opened the chamber of secrets it's just a matter of how of course harry did all this and that but now he's like seems genuinely confused and not happy about this so that's interesting that is a uh very good observation yeah um harry is so harry goes into the other room with the others they think he's like the messenger boy coming in there to tell him what to do which is pretty funny um, but Harry is legit, like, starting to realize how impressive these other champions are and how he's just completely out of his league. He is just like, wow, these guys are tall. They are, like, tall and impressive. Uh, and he's like, yeah, I am just not in the same league as these fuckers. Uh, the bag man, however, he comes in. He's super stoked about this. He is, like, having a good time. He's He thinks this is great. Um, they're like, the other champions are like, yo, what the fuck is going on? There's only supposed to be one champion per school. He's not even old enough. Um, Bagman's like, well, his name's come out of the goblet. I don't think there's any ducking out at this stage. It's in the rules. You're obliged. Harry will just have to do the best he can, basically. Um, (laughs) he cannot compete. He is too young. Fleur asks why this little boy, she calls him, quote, little boy is competing, uh, which Harry bristles at a little bit. And I'm like, yeah, good. This little bitch needs to be put in his place. (laughs) I've talked before how I think Harry is uh, has gotten a little big for his britches uh, about how specifically it was in the last book when he was talking about, like, I don't need to be afraid of Sirius Black. I've fought Voldy three times, fought Voldy three times and won all three uh so yeah this little bitch boy needs to be put in his place a little bit um 
Maxine and Kark aren't pleased about this whole development. Um, Snape chimes in here, of course, with, it's no one's fault but Potter's. Uh, don't go blaming Dumbledore for Potter's determination to break rules. He has been crossing lines ever since he arrived here. They think Dumble made a mistake with the Ainge line, but McGonagall's like, no. McGonagall's like, ride or die for Dumble. She's like, nah, he wouldn't do that. There's no way. Um, so they're all arguing about this. They're all in up in arms about this, and they turn to old Crouchy, who's just kind of... Again, the way he's just described here just further makes me not trust him. I'll, I'll read this directly. Uh, Mr. Crouch, who was standing outside the circle of the firelight, his face half-hidden in shadow. He looked slightly eerie, the half-darkness making him look much older, giving him an almost skull-like appearance. This dude just seems, like, sinister as fuck. <laughs> um, Hold on. I have to pause you for a sec. Okay, pause me. I am just completely baffled Mm -hmm. that you didn't lose your fucking shit when Dumbledore says, did you put your name into the Goblet of Fire, Harry? He asked calmly. (laughs) Haven't you been talking about this almost every episode for the past, like, three months? Yes, but I didn't make a note of it, I guess, because I thought I would just automatically remember it because it's literally my favorite... favorite thing about this series (laughs) (laughs) so for our listeners who have not has this who this has not already been made clear scott doesn't know shit about harry potter but he knows of the meme of of uh actor dumbledore like did you put your name into the goblet of fire did you put your name into the goblet of fire harry (laughs) (laughs) it's so good which it is good. I mean, it's it's a bit overdone, but it's it no, is good. It's underdone, if anything. I I just I really thought that Scott was gonna like ultra make notes on this. I'm so disappointed. In yeah. You, I again I I didn't make a note about it, and I think it solely must have been because I was so sure I would remember it. But as we've been over, I don't remember anything. Um. Yeah. Of course, I love that. Uh. Dumble. You know calmly states it in the book but literally like i said the one thing that i always remember about this series is that that video that meme of double just like in the movies losing his goddamn mind um full mental full mental screaming at harry it's so good you're right i i should not have skipped that i apologize um five points from scott five points from whatever the hell my house is uh so yeah, Crouch looking real sinister here. Um, he's like, we must follow the rules. The rules state clearly that those people whose names come out of the Goblet of Fire are bound to compete in the tournament. And Bagman's like, well, he knows the rule book back to front. I suppose that's it. Um, and the matter's just closed as far as he's concerned. Um, Karkle wants to resubmit all his students' names until each school has two champions. But apparently we find out here the goblet goes out until the next tournament, so they can't do that. Um, Kark is furious and says they won't be competing ever again, and they should just leave now. Um, but here we get Enter Moody, who comes in and calls him on his bullshit. Um, basically saying, like, it's a magical contract, which we've heard a bunch of times. Uh, your boy has to compete. You can't just leave him here. 
um, meaning crumb. Right. Um, Moody's like, if anyone's got a reason to complain, it's Potter. But funny thing, I don't hear him, hear him saying a word. Um, Fleur's like, why should he complain? We've all been hoping to be chosen for weeks and weeks. Uh, honor for our schools. This is a chance many would die for. And Moody, with the stinger coming back with, maybe someone's hoping Potter is going to die for it. Which is like, haha, the plot thickens. Moody thinks this is basically just a way to get Potter killed in the games. Which not a not a bad plan. Not a bad plan. Um, we know we heard at the beginning of the book uh, a couple characters um, were plotting Harry's death. So could this be part of that plot with Voldy and Pettigrew? It it could be. Remember could at the be. beginning of the book there was also the. Uh, my most faithful servant who is at Hogwarts. Right. And Moody says something here um, about someone it would take, like, basically Harry would not be able to bypass this age thing and put his name in. He's not an experienced enough wizard. It had to be, like, an adult. It would take, like, some kind of advanced charm to fool both the age line and the goblet, I think is basically what he, he says. He literally says the the word bamboozle. I love it. <laughs> How did I not make a note of that? Yeah, he said, because they hoodwinked a very powerful magical object, said Moody, it would have needed an exceptionally strong confundish charm to bamboozle that goblet into forgetting that only three schools compete in the, tr- in the tournament. I'm guessing that they submitted Potter's name under a fourth school to make sure he was the only one in his category. Right, which seems like an easy way to bamboozle the goblet if you could just put down a whole other school. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess that the thing is, is like, it's it's supposed to be like a very like old, powerful magic right, right. object. It's you know, for sure. Whatever. Um. So yeah, the, the the plot is thickening here. Um. There is a really good line from Karkle that he says funny here he says we all know professor moody considers the morning wasted if he hasn't discovered six plots to murder him before lunchtime (laughs) (laughs) which is real funny um he's like apparently he's now teaching his students to fear assassination um and yeah okay so yeah i did have it here here's where he says it was a skilled witch or wizard who put that boy's name in the goblet um yeah, I did write down the bamboozle thing. You just got a enemy, Zach. Oh, really? Okay. Um, yeah, no, you're you're all good. So Moody's like, there are those who will turn innocent occasions to their advantage. It's my job to think the way dark wizards do, Karkaroff. Um, basically As you point. ought to remember. Right. Um basically it seems like he's insinuating here that Karkaroff is a dark wizard or was a dark wizard or something like that. Dumbledore like warns him here, says, Hey, careful, bud. Don't call him Alistair. Apparently we learn here. His name is Alistair. Alastor. Um, that's how, uh, what's his fucking name? <laughs> I keep wanting to say Jim bean, but what? it's uh Jim Dale. Oh, Jim Alastor. Alastor. Jim Beam. You would want to say Jim Beam. I fucking hate Jim Beam, dude. (laughs) So bad. And you claimed I was full of shit when I said you just only think you are full of shit. I don't like Jimmy. I I am full of shit for sure. Um, 
so so yeah, basically everyone's big mad. Uh, Maxime, Madame Maxime is mad. Carkle's big mad. Snape is of course big mad because he doesn't want Potter in this damn thing. Um, Bagman <laughs> seems to be the only one who's happy. Bagman well, shall having- we crack on? <laughs> yeah, Bagman is just having the time of his life. He's like, yeah, let's do it. Let's fucking go. Uh, he's kind of funny, but I still don't trust him. Um, so. So they're not going to tell them what the first task is. Uh, it just says it's something to test their daring. It will take place on November 24th in front of the judges and the whole school. And they will only have their wands to use no help from teachers. Uh, <laughs> this this is really funny. Dumble wants to know if uh, Mr. Crouch, if he's going to stay at Hogwarts for the night. And he says, no, I must get back to the ministry. It's a very busy time. Very difficult. I've left, I've left young Weatherby in charge, which, as we know, <laughs> is actually Percy. <laughs> I've left young Weatherby in charge. Very enthusiastic. A little over-enthusiastic, if truth be told. <laughs> and suddenly, Crouch is back in my good graces with that amazing line uh, on Percy. Um... So, yeah, all the champions leave. Um, Cedric is like, yo, Harry, how'd you do it, man? How'd you get your name in? Tell me, bro. Come on, you can tell me. I'm not a cop. Um, <laughs> I'm not a cop. I'm not a cop. I'm not a cop, Harry. I ain't a narc, bro. Um, Harry's like, man, I didn't put it in. I was telling the truth. And Cedric's like, sure, man. Sure, man. I thought you were cool. I thought you were cool, man. I, it's, it's obvious Cedric does not believe him. Right. Um, which, speaking of people that do not believe him, um, oh, very quickly before we get to that, uh, I already kind of touched on this. Harry thinks about what Moody said and if it could be somehow a Voldy plot to get him killed, um, like we kind of touched on. This is also real, real funny. Um, there was like a portrait. Uh, how the portraits move around and everything that was like in the room where they were talking and she's been apparently running around the whole castle telling <laughs> yes. all the other portraits and so, so he gets to the fat lady to get into the Gryffindor tower or whatever and uh, well 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 said the fat lady Violet's just told me everything who's just been chosen as this cool champion then Balderdash said Harry dully. it most certainly isn't said the pale witch <laughs> It's just like, no, 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 Vi. It's the password. It's the password. <laughs> it's just a real funny dub exchange there. Um, so the Gryffindors are all celebrating. They're, they're having the time of their life. They're like, Harry, you son of a gun, you. Good on you. I don't know how you did it, but you're the best. We're not cops. You can tell us. You can tell us how you did it. Um, he finally gets out of there, gets up to bed, and of course... Ron is being a fucking dick asshole about it and doesn't believe him. I don't know if I've ever disliked a character in anything as much as I dislike Ron. That's not true, but... I really put some thought into this as I was reading these chapters today. Look, Joffrey, Daenerys. No, because... Ooh, maybe Daenerys. Ooh, you may have got me there. Yeah. Joffrey serves a purpose. Ron serves no purpose aside from being a hateable character. Daenerys. Ron is I think I have a more strong hatred reaction to Ron 
than I even do Daenerys. Because Daenerys, I'm just like, whatever, she's going to be a part of the story. It's fucking going to happen. I mean, just be like that with Ron. He's so... He's so terrible, though. I just can't... I can't let go of how much of a... Oh, he's the worst. How does anyone bear him? There are a lot of Ron heads out I, there. I can't even begin to comprehend that. Look, I, I won't I won't sit here and defend Ron because I'm not a dung defender. <laughs> eh? Ah, like Hollow that? Knight, hell yeah. Okay, but like he... His character does serve a purpose. He he's not enjoyable. I don't like him at all. I am baffled by people who love him. I am baffled by that as well. Um, I'm not sure I believe it. But you you say that, but I don't know the, if I believe the, it. The, the one thing the one thing that I that I do have I do take some issue with your opinion is you cannot wrap your head around uh, his inferiority complex. Like you, you, you think it's 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 bullshit, and like you, you hate it, I which I think can be a very real thing, and it, it is what it is. Again, not to back up Ron because again, sure. I also legitimately do not enjoy him, but I think that's a totally valid thing. I don't think it's that I can't wrap my head around it. I think it's more of just like it seems to me that Ron does everything in his power to actively continue his inferiority complex like maybe if he wasn't such an insufferable little shit people would like him as his like him as much as they like fred and george and his Look, other man, brothers like he he's he's whiny and he's lazy he, he he does nothing to to get out of his own box so you're right it a lot of his problem falls with him and his own character right that's my problem is he he creates all of his own problems there 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 is something to be said though like for being a young child and growing up feeling like that and not like not feeling like you can escape that before you really have control to like make your own big decisions right sure so so i i can again i i can empathize with this complex that follows him and bogs him down and you know he has his own arc because of it and whatever uh but he still sucks. Yeah, it just he sucks. He, yeah, he 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 sucks. I, I, he's not enjoyable, especially especially here. I hate it. It's 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 rough. It's it's real rough. It's he's so insufferable through this through this next chapter, which is the last one we're gonna go through. Uh, we'll try and get through this relatively quickly. Here. I I do I do hate Percy more than Ron though. No, I mean obviously I haven't seen everything that Percy does. But Percy pr- brings me some comedy in that, you know, his brothers and his boss constantly dunking on him. Like, that gives me some matter of satisfaction. I, I get nothing but anger towards Ron. Anyway, uh, chapter 18, Harry gets up. Uh, Ron's already gone. He goes down to breakfast. He's He's not having a good time, obviously. He's, like, freaked out about going into the tournament. His best friend, which again, I, I don't know why they're even friends at all, uh, is like not talking to him. Doesn't want to have anything to do with him. Um, you know who's a good friend? 
fucking Hermione. Who yeah, she's the best. Who meets him with a stack of toast and is like, hey, I brought this. You probably don't want to go in there and eat with all the other people. You just want to go for a walk. She, she, she's she's so such good. a good friend. <laughs> she's such a good friend. Yes. Harry tells her the story. They're on this walk eating toast. Harry tells her everything that happens. She believes him. You know why? Because she's actually a good friend. <sighs> Harry asks her if Ron still doesn't believe him. Hermione's like, well, he probably believes you. He's just jealous that you and his siblings get all the attention. Harry's like, I fucking don't want the attention. It's awful. I I wish he could take it from me. You know, Harry's obviously, you know, lived with this attention for years now. And he's just like, especially now, it's it's mostly negative attention. He's like sick of it. Um, Hermione's like, I'm not going to tell him that. You tell him yourself. Harry with a great line here. I'm not running around after him trying to make him grow up. And I'm like, it's a good point, Ron. You need to fucking grow up. Get some real problems. <laughs> um, And then he gets real melodramatic. And he's yeah, like, he does. Maybe he'll May- believe me. I believe I'm not enjoying myself when I've got my neck broken or something. Yes. Yes, I, I have that in my note. Hermione, again, always the voice of reason. She's like, that's not funny. That's not funny at all. She's like legitimately worried about him because um, this is a dangerous thing. Um, Hermione tells him he's got to tell Sirius and he protests, but she convinces him because she's like, he's going to find out anyway. There's no way this isn't going to be in like all the papers and whatever. Uh, so he goes up to write Sirius. Hedwig is pissed at him now. Uh, they're really going going hard on Hedwig. Uh, in in <laughs> right. Harry's defense, Sirius did tell him he had to use a different owl. Uh, Hedwig is not pleased with him trying to use a different owl. Um, so he's so Ron and Hedwig are now pissed at Harry. <laughs> they make a real big deal about how the Hufflepuffs are all mad at Harry because this is the first time any of them have ever <laughs> done anything. Like they literally so say funny. almost those exact words in the book. Uh, which is pretty funny. I don't mean to constantly harp on the Hufflepuff thing. Apologies to Jamie and Amanda. But it's really not me. I'm just pointing out what Rowling has written. It's really Rowling is hating on the Hufflepuffs constantly. It's so funny because she apparently says that she's... Or that, that that's her favorite house or whatever. That's <laughs> so funny. Sure. She's, tr- she's trying to give it back some credit after she realized that she fucking shit all over it. Right, right. May- that that must be why she made Cedric Diggory a character and made him like this handsome champion dude. Um, So here they go down to Hagrid's class. Hey, guess what? Hagrid also believes Harry because he is also a good friend. So we're two for three good friends, Hermione and Hagrid, uh, Ron, terrible friend. Harry's having a real rough go of it. He's being kind of a sad little baby boy about it. You know Harry gets all up in his feels and listens to some 30 Seconds to Mars. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Okay. Meanwhile, no reply from Sirius. Uh, (laughs) Hedwig is refusing to come anywhere near him. Professor Talani is predicting his death with even more certainty than usual. Uh, And he did so badly at summoning charms in Professor Flitwick's class that he was given extra homework. The only person to get any apart from Neville. 
<laughs> so Harry is just in rough shape here. Uh, his owl hates him. His best friend hates him. He hasn't heard back from Sirius. Trelawney's saying he's going to die a bunch. Um, he sucks as much as Neville in class. Uh, he's just, he's in a bad way. Uh, Harry Harry's in a real bad way. And uh, this is, uh, the situation is exacerbated by Malfoy, who's being a real asshole. Uh, he calls Hermione a mudblood again. Not okay. Fucking dick. Fucking asshole Malfoy. Uh, Harry snaps, and him and Malfoy shoot shoot some hot fire at each other. Uh, but they ricochet. Shoot some hot loads at each other. They shoot their real hot loads. They fire them off. Uh, <laughs> they, they ricochet, and they hit Goyle and per, poor Hermione instead. Oh. Uh, uh, Malfoy and Harry don't get hit by any of it. Uh, I think Goyle gets boils on his face and Hermione, her front teeth grow real huge like a beaver. It's bad. I'm not going to even try to defend my boy Snape here. He is genuinely a dick here. It is awful. This is unforgivable. It's pretty bad. They're like, so this is, (laughs) this is the worst thing he's ever done. Yes. I mean, probably not, but like outwardly just like cruel. Yeah. It's just, uh, like, it's it's such a small minor thing, and I haven't wanted to give it away because it's just so fucked up, and I wanted you to read it and make your own mm-hmm. opinion about it. But, like, every time that I'm trying to help you understand why I think <laughs> Snape is a piece of shit, I always want to bring up this specific this thing. This specific? It's just so mean, dude. It's a mean thing. I, She's I a mean, fucking 14-year-old girl. Yeah. Like, it's so fucked up. It's fucked up. He's just like, I don't see any difference. It's like the whole they're the same picture thing that Snape is basically doing. Dude, and it's her, bad. her eyes just swell up with tears. Yeah. Like, <sighs> it's not okay. fucking girl, man. It's, it's so not fucked okay. up. And you know, it's my girl Hermione, so I'm like super unhappy about it. Yes. Yes. I acknowledge this. I, I literally wrote in my notes, Snape is genuinely a dick here, <laughs> and it's not okay. Thank you. Um, so yeah, I, I hope you're happy with that. Uh, Harry and Ron get detentions and they get a bunch of points taken away from Gryffindor. Um, I understand you're going through some shoot through some shit and Malfoy is a dick, but Harry, come on. You can't, you can't be shooting your load off wherever in (laughs) in school. You just gotta be careful with that. Uh, Harry loses his temper a little, a little bit too much. Um, so he's in potions class and, uh, First good thing happens to here. He gets out of it because he has to go take some signed photos. <laughs> and I'm like, if Lockhart doesn't show up here, if he's not like summoned by people talking about some signed photos, I will be very disappointed. Spoiler alert, I was very disappointed because Lockhart does not show up here. Um if they had just like you seem so sad i'm so sad even if they had just had him be like the cameraman or something like oh my god i would have been so happy you guys should all see scott's face he's just so disheartened and fucking broken i just want more lockhart it's a broken man i miss doing the lockhart voice so much um so yeah harry has to go do photos so he gets out of potions class so good good things happening to him again um uh, Cedric and Fleur are flirting while Crumb sulks in the corner. This dude is always sulking in the corner. He's um, Jon Snow, dude. He's, no, don't hate on my boy Jon Snow <laughs> like that. He's Jon Snow, just Jon Snow 
has some intelligence. Like I said, I, I get the impression that Crumb is a bit of a dunce. Um, <laughs> dude is just always sulking in the corner, not talking to anyone. Um, Bagman having the time of his life. Bagman is always like firing <laughs> on all cylinders. Uh, and then we get introduced to this Rita Skeeter, who the way she's described could not possibly be any slimier of a character. Dude, she sucks, man. <laughs> like, dude, she's just like, like literally like the scummiest like appearance you can possibly imagine. That's how Rowling describes Rita Skeeter. She she does have a bad habit of, I mean, it, I think it's. I think it's fun and whimsical. Uh-huh, sure. But I think you may have said this even last episode, how or one of the previous episodes, how Rowling's villains are just so... I mean, not, a, not even necessarily villains, but just like her descriptions of people who are not good mm-hmm. are just so outlandish. Yeah. They're so ridiculous. yeah. yeah. She's got like gold teeth and she's got like <laughs> two inch long nails. She just seems like the slimiest, like white trashiest, just scummiest human being imaginable. And But she also has like these like fancy ass horn horn rimmed glasses and like Yeah. You know what I kind of pictured her as uh was like uh Effie from uh Hunger Games. I kind of pictured her as that type of a character interesting i Um, i could see that but maybe even more scummy like effie is like done up in like ridiculous ways but it's usually like done pretty well i imagine i'm imagining effie but like really poorly like like her makeup's all fucked up and all that kind of shit like like a morning after effie yes like (laughs) she slept and has not fixed her makeup or her hair like at all super hungover that's just Rita Skeeter all the time in my mind. Yeah. Um. So she she takes Harry into the broom closet to interview him, and she's like, "Hey, can I use this? What does she call it? Something quill? Quick quote quill? Uh, quick quotes quill? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cinda quill. Which <laughs> just seems to be lying constantly. Um. She's yeah. like, "Hey, do you, do you mind if I use this?" And uh, Harry, all he says is like, she asks him a question and all he starts to say is like, er, and he looks down and it says, uh, what does it say here? An ugly scar, souvenir of a tragic past disfigures the otherwise charming face of Harry Potter, whose eyes, and then it just cuts off from there. It's like, ignore the quill, Harry. Yeah. She's like, ignore the quill, ignore the quill. So she's asking him all these questions about like his parents, what they would have thought if about him joining the tournament. Like, is he scared? Is he nervous? All this. And the quail is like totally just making shit up. It's like uh, tears came to Harry's young eyes as he thought about his parents and blah, blah, blah. It's just, this lady is just scum. This lady is just absolute like journalist scum. Sounds like a lot of media. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're not far off from the truth. Um, Anyway, Dumble comes in and interrupts this. Uh, I wrote this down because I thought this was also funny, the way she's described here. How are you, she said, standing up and holding out one of her large, mannish hands to Dumbledore. (laughs) Barely she has mannish hands. She says something about, I hope you enjoyed my piece about the International Confederation of Wizards Conference. 
Uh, enchantingly nasty, said Dumbledore, his eyes twinkling. I particularly enjoyed your description of me as an obsolete dingbat. Apparently, she was a dick to Dumble too, but he's just kind of, he's above it all. You know, he's too cool for that, to rise right. to her dumb bullshit. Dude, what, hold on. So she she's like, says, Rita Skeeter didn't look remotely abashed. I was just making the point that some of your ideas are a little old-fashioned, Dumbledore, and that many wizards in the streets, and then he cuts her off and says, I will be delighted to hear the reasoning behind the rudeness, Rita, yeah. said Dumbledore, with a courteous bow and smile, but I'm afraid we will have to discuss the matter later. Right. Yeah. It's, she's just he's not just having it. such a fucking badass. Yeah. He's just like, I'm not having any of your slimy slimy shit get all over me um creepy old olivander my guy he's here to inspect all their wands we have not seen him since the first book i don't think this creepy son of a gun um yeah so he's like weird ass dude yeah he is um so he's examining all their wands just to make sure they're in good shape for this competition we find out here that uh fleur's uh wand has a hair from the head of Avila, one of my grandmothers. So, Vluer Vluer. Fleur is apparently part Vila. And I'm like, okay. Explains why she's so hot. Yeah, explains why she's so hot and how she was like enchanting, well, mainly just Ron. (laughs) Harry says, Harry makes a mental note to tell Ron, then he remembered that Ron wasn't speaking to him because (laughs) uh, Ron's a bad friend and you shouldn't be friends with him, Harry. Did did you ever have like a falling out with a friend when you were growing up? Not to this extent. Like anytime and that's my whole thing with like this. I I don't think they really should be friends or are true friends. Like anytime I like had a really shitty like time with like one of my friends or you know even like one of my cousins or something like that, it was like yeah, we were pissed at each other, but it was like it lasted for like an hour at most. And then we were like, ah, you know, sorry, you know, we're both dipshits. Ah, let's go sure. back to play Nintendo or whatever. And right. I feel like that's what again, maybe this is my limited experience, but I feel like that's what true friends do. And the fact that Ron is just being a fucking shit for this long. Harry needs to find new friends or just stick with Hermione. Either way. I mean Hermione's pretty rad, so what about you? I mean, growing up, I had, like, some arguments with friends. Um, I mean, and they lasted a few days, but, like, I I guess what I was going to say is, like, that's a shitty feeling, being like, oh, like, I want to tell so-and-so, and and then it's like, fuck, I I can't. I'll see if I can remember whenever we're fucking (laughs) over this bullshit. See, I don't think, I can't even remember a time when it ever would have gone that long for me, like... If I had had that feeling, I would have been just like, oh, I got to tell them about that. I can't stay mad at yeah, them. They need to hear see, about this. This is really also, good. But also, like, my friends growing up were, like, school friends, and your friends growing up were your cousins because you <laughs> didn't go to school. I mean, I had other friends aside from my cousins, you <laughs> I, dick. I don't believe you. You're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> um... Anyway, uh, they take their pictures, and then Harry goes back to his room. Ron is still being a petulant child. He only stops in there long enough to say that they have their detentions with Snape tomorrow and that he got Sirius's reply, and then he storms out because he's a petulant child. Uh, Sirius wants to talk to him face-to-face, 
in front of the Gryffindor fireplace on such and such a day, such and such a time. Um, my guess is probably just going to be his head, like we saw. What's his name do? Um, Amos, old Amos Diggory, right? And uh, he, his head's going to pop up in the fire. Yeah, remember I told you that uh, I was like I was trying to be kind of vague with it. I was like, <laughs> look, he's just doing it just to show you that it can be done. Sure. That's the only purpose of this. Just don't look too far into it. And you're gotcha. like, what the fuck? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's yeah, that's my guess is uh, we're gonna see Sirius's head eating some toast. Wasn't that what Amos was doing? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. So Sirius also mentions that Harry should be safe with Dumble and Moody nearby. And that's the end of this chapter and the end of the section. Um. A lot of just. Still set up. I can't believe we're like 18 chapters into this book and it's it's still mostly set up. Um, that seems crazy considering I think the longest book before this was 24 chapters. So we would be like yeah, nearly wrapping up. Um, I do think- feel like it's going faster. Because, yeah, I mean, we're about halfway. Maybe, mm, maybe a thought, little shy of half. I thought Kindle said I was like at 40% of the way through the book. Okay, so a little shy of half. And it, this it- is our... Or this is our three thousandth podcast episode on this book so far, right? <laughs> I literally don't ever want to hear you say anything because one piece will go on indefinitely. So I mean, but our podcast about it won't go on indefinitely. Unless you want it to. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. We'll we'll see when we get there. We'll we'll see when we get to indefinite. So. No, I think eventually you need to just stop and enjoy the series like a normal human being, not for this goddamn podcast. Uh that's probably fair. Um anyway, no, I I am having a good time with this book, by and large. It's 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 all good setup. You know, I make my snarky remarks about oh, of course Harry's in the tournament, of course it's Cedric and Crumb, you know, but it's just me being a snarky dick. It's it's solid setup. I'm excited to see the tournament. That's good. I, I'm I'm very glad to hear you say that. Yes. The biggest problem I have is just Ron. Like he's he's insufferable, dude. He is sucking a lot of the enjoyment out of these chapters for me. Um, because he's just and I get where you're coming from. I understand the argument, but I, I just I just come back to like, hey, um, don't be an insufferable shit heel, and and people would like you, and you would be more popular. This yeah. is very very simple. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I understand maybe it's not when you're a kid. It's not just that easy just to you know do that. And I get that, but it's just like. He just sucks, especially juxtaposed with Hermione, who is like such a good friend, and it's just like, oh, it's really hard to suffer through everything going on with Ron, especially now. Like Harry needs a close friend right now. Like Harry's going yeah. through some rough stuff, and Hermione's there, and Hermione's doing what she can, but like, you know, it's not it's not the same. It's it, um, it isn't the same, right? Yeah, it's it. I was about to make a comment of like, it's interesting that Harry is such great friends with Ron. And and I was going to make a comment about like, well, you know, they are Gryffindors. Like that's a big thing is like loyalty. And it's like, but also Ron's not displaying a lot of loyalty right now. Yeah, um, for sure. You know, I mean, I guess on Harry's part, I can still make that observation. Like Ron was the first person in the wizarding world to like, I mean, other than Hagrid, like somebody mm-hmm. his own age to like, welcome him in and accept him and like befriend him and 
not make him out to be some crazy freak. He was surprised and impressed by him, but like, just, hey, you know, like, we're just friends. So I'm sure that there's a lot of that that is really important to Harry, and like, that's the foundation of their friendship. Sure. Uh, So he he won't let that go, but also, like, you're, I mean, yeah, Ron's not being very loyal. (laughs) Right. And I mean, a lot of it, a lot of that I'm sure has to do with them being the same age and then being first years as well. Because I mean, like all the Weasleys were like delightful and like, yeah, you know, kind to him when he first got on that train. So it wasn't like it was just a Ron thing. That's true. That's very true. But uh, again, I'm sure a lot of it had to do with the fact that they were both first years. They were both, you know, going through this stuff for the first time together, even though, you know, they also had very different experiences coming in with Ron being from a wizarding family and all that. But yeah, it's just like, dude, I, you can do better. Like, they really made it a whole thing in this chapter is that, like, every time they go to class, Ron is just, like, sitting with other people and, like, wants to have nothing to do with him. And it's like, this is such a lame thing to be upset about, too. Like, yeah, it's just like, and Hermione's like, well, I think he believes you that you didn't do it on purpose, but he's just mad because you get all the attention. And none of this is Harry's fault, you know? And it's just like, what a shitty thing to be mad at him about. Look, man, he, he's an he's an idiot teenager, dude. That's yeah. that's it. He all, all he can see is what's right in front of him. Right, right. You know, and, and what's right in front of him is his own stupid emotions. I mean, yeah, it, it, it sucks. For sure. Um, but... Back to your kind of overall recap. Mm-hmm. I I am truly so relieved and happy that you are looking forward to the tournament. Okay. Uh, I, I've mentioned several times as we've done these recaps that I was worried about, like, it could go either way. Mm. I could see you being excited about, like, just, it's just new, it's different, it's not just sure. school, you know, right. like the monotony of, like, going to Hogwarts. Uh, but also there was a part of me that was worried that you're like, that, that you were gonna, that you were gonna think like, this just seems like more dumb school shit, like school trials and tribulations that they have to get through. And it's like, there's a bigger evil. There's a bigger problem. There's a bigger thing that they need to get to. Why are we still Mm. worried about this? I was, I was very concerned that that was going to be your outlook gotcha on it no i don't i don't feel that way at all i think this is actually the most interested i've been in a setup of one of these books because you're right it does give me i'm usually not that interested in the day-to-day school work the school stuff um and this is different it's exciting it's new um also as you've told me it means we're not getting quidditch so i'm very happy about that as well <laughs> yes yes there, there is no quidditch no quidditch is is an a plus plus for scott um so so yeah i mean i it's you know i'm a sucker for a good tournament arc you know in an anime um <laughs> yeah very common uh trope so i you know i just view it as something like that it's it's new it's interesting um i hope it you know pulls it off i hope the events and everything are fun and interesting but i also do like how all this tournament stuff is kind of against the backdrop of this you know kind of sinister plot of you know who put harry's name in the cup are they trying to kill him is this some kind of you know just testing him um for all i know dumble could have put his name in the cup and is just a really good actor about it you know see 
also that I that's another one that I was I was a little worried about. I mean, I I never felt this way and rereading it as an adult I don't feel this way, but like mm-hmm. I was worried that that because it is connected to some more kind of like ominous sinister thing mm-hmm. that you were going to like very much in this I mean, obviously I'm not comparing them. It's apples to oranges, of course, but kind of in the same way that you were like, like oh, this whole polyjuice potion plan oh. with Hermione and turning into the cat. Like it just—it's so stupid to get yeah. from point A to point B. I was—I was afraid that you were gonna think it's a dumb vehicle for something, but I—it's—it's it's much more substantial, obviously, than like than that or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, so fuck yeah, dude. I I'm I'm excited, man. I yeah. it's it's not my favorite book, but it's it, it is is a it's a fun read and, and I'm glad that you're enjoying it so far. For sure. I'm I'm having a good time with it. Like I said, I, I don't think it's just a dumb vehicle. There, there have definitely been those dumb vehicles to get from point A to point B several times throughout the series. Some of them are actual literal vehicles, uh, <laughs> like a flying car. <laughs> um, but uh but no, this you know, this is like a legitimate full buildup with you know new characters in the new schools and you know this whole like I said tournament device and it's 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 fun it's interesting. Um, I I really aside from Ron I don't mean to harp on it but aside from Ron sucking the enjoyment out of the fun out of every party, uh, being a real party killer I don't have much bad things to say about this group of chapters. Uh, uh, you nice. know, interest Moody Moody is interesting. You know, Dumble being like surprised and disturbed by something happening is a new twist. Uh, Serious kind of freaking out is, you know, keeping me on my toes. So it's good. Yeah, I'm excited to get going. Awesome. So last thing to ask is uh, who who are we awarding the uh, the House <laughs> Cup to uh, this episode? Gosh, that's tough. Uh, Hermione. It's got to be Hermione. She's like kind of caught. Choice. She's kind of caught in between these two idiots mostly ron but she's just like such a good friend like you know she she knows and understands that harry doesn't want to be around all the people like hating on him for being the fourth champion and she just like brings him breakfast and is like hey let's go on a walk let's talk about this uh hagrid also coming up clutch although hagrid's got his own problems with the spew thing so it can't be him <laughs> uh yeah, I mean there's there's really no other choice besides Hermione. I wanted to do a joke answer of like, you know, Lockhart because he was mentioned, but I mean I can't. It's 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 Hermione. And she's learning how to be an animagus. I'm I'm fucking calling it. That needs to happen. She's had a taste of that pussy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh I like how when I kind of like quietly worded or mouthed that joke you were like nope 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 absolutely not and now you've dropped it twice it was it was i acknowledged that it was too good to ignore um <laughs> it's it's too perfect uh she, i she mean got she got turned into a cat person i mean come on come on um well cool listen guys uh we appreciate the hell out of y'all for hanging out with us for so long We're going to wrap it up today, and we will continue our journey next week uh, through Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. If you haven't already told uh, any friends or family members who might enjoy this podcast, please do so. Word of mouth is super awesome and much appreciated. Uh, Until next time, constant vigilance.